Good morning. Welcome to week one of All Things New. You picked a great week to be here. Happy New Year's. We are so glad that you guys decided to come start your year off here with us. I saw some new faces for the very first time here at Hope Church. If that's you, we are super glad that you guys are here today. And some of you guys that haven't been back in a long time, we are glad that you are here as well. We believe this is your year. This is your year. Some of you walked in here today and you're like, 2017, I am so glad that that is over. And here's the good news is you made it. You made it through the year. No matter how bad it is, here's the good news. You made it to here. You made it 2018, and we're believing this is going to be your year. We're believing God's going to do incredible things. He's going to do immeasurably more. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to stretch your mind. He's going to do some things in your life that you thought, man, I did not know he could do that in my life. I thought he just did that in, in other people's life, but it's going to be your life. And I believe this. I'm, I'm declaring this over our church and some of you in your lives here today. I'm declaring it over my life today, but I believe that some of you guys are going to get back to 2019, and you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, I did not believe that God could do that, but he did. But he didn't. So I love that new song we introduced. We, we believe that God wants to do it again. We believe that he's done some things in your life. If you're celebrating that you got to 2018, then if that's all you have to celebrate, we believe this, that he's going to do it again. And he's going to do it even better. And so we're excited about all that God is going to do in your life. Um, I've been excited about preaching all things new to you for about two months. I've been getting excited about it. I've been thinking about what I would share with you guys today and throughout the month. And so I hope that you'll be here every single week. Um, today we're going to talk about a new prayer, a new prayer. And next week we're going to talk about a new pace, a new pace. And so I don't want you to miss next week because I think a lot of us in here, we need to change our pace. We need a new pace. And so, um, again, if you're visiting for the first time, we are, we're glad you guys are here today. If you have a Bible, open up to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put up on the big Bible for you in, in, in just a moment. In the seat around you, you got a card that looks like this. And on the back of it says new service times. We are so excited to let you guys know that we're only a few weeks away from launching our second service. We've been preparing for that. We've been praying for that. And we've been planning for that. And we believe that God's going to do immeasurably more because we're making space for more people to come and hear about what God can do in their lives. You know, we just believe this, that people are coming every single week to our church. or They're walking around throughout their week. They're walking around throughout their day. And they're hoping something different happens. And they don't even know what that different is, but they're hoping something different will happen. Maybe you've been there before. You're like, man, I got, if God could just do something different, or if this day could be a little bit, I hope tomorrow's different. They don't know what it is, but we believe this. We believe that different that they're looking for is Jesus. We believe the change that they're looking for is Jesus. It's New Year. People are saying, man, if I could have new finances, that'd be awesome. Or if I could have new relationships, that'd be awesome. Or if I could have, uh, if I can get a new car. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. She's like, I'm going car shopping. I said, awesome. She's like, I'm trading in my 1998 RAV4. Some of you guys weren't even alive in 1998. It blew my mind. I'm like, man, that car, that's an old car. You know, like, if you've ever complained about your car before, you don't have a 1998. Like, that's a, unless you do, in my bad. You know, like, you're like, it's, not, it's, it's an antique. You know, like, um, we're like, like you're, talk, you're talking about me, bro. Like, yeah, you know what my car is. Uh, she's like, I'm excited. I'm not getting a brand new car. She goes, but I'm, it's going to be new to me. I'm like, well, that's a new car. Um, and so, um, but I, I think this, you can have all of those things new, but if you don't have an encounter with Jesus, then those things really don't even matter. Like, I think that's the one thing. And I think some people, they want all those things because they think that's going to make their life different. And the thing that's going to make their life different is Jesus. And so if you got a Bible, I want to, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 43. It's an awesome, awesome passage of scripture that I think we can... 
that we're going to hang out in for the next, um, the next few weeks. But before I do that, I want to read this to you. It should be up on the screen. <clears throat> I saw this quote. I thought it was super applicable to us, and it is to you, hopefully. One's mind, once stretched by a new idea, never regains its original dimensions. I'll read it to you one more time. One's mind, once stretched by a new idea, never regains its original dimensions. You know, when we were in our old setup, I used to always say, hey, take a picture of that. But now I realize when I say that to you, I'm basically saying take a picture of me. <laughs> and so it sounds a little bit arrogant. Say, hey, take a picture of that. Here I, you know, what do you want me to do with my hands, you know? Like, it's weird. We used to, if you're doing this for the first time, we used to have screens on opposite sides of the stage so it wasn't as vain. But now when I say it, it's completely vain. So if you want to take a picture of it, I don't mind being in your pictures. Make sure you tag me and um, follow and use the hashtag. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I want to stretch your minds today. I, I think for a lot of people when they come here, we stretch their minds every week. They're, they're, there's, a, there's a stretching of their minds. Some of you guys that you got here, it means that your mind was stretched already. Someone said, just trust me, it's different there. Or, hey, you got to come because it's, 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 a different, it's a different kind of church. And so your mind was like, okay, I think I, I'm going to trust them. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that maybe possibly they're right, and I'm going to go with it. And so I would like to stretch your mind today, if, if I can, around this idea of, of new things or all things new, that God can actually do something new in your life, not just the same thing all the time, but actually a new thing today, and you also can do a new thing tomorrow. But let's, let's, let's tackle Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. The Bible says this. But now, oh, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 14. If you want to read verse 1, you can, but I'm going to read verse 14. <clears throat> this is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships that they are so proud of. Okay, so that means nothing to anybody unless I tell you this. There are a group of people in the Bible that God says are his chosen people. They're his squad. It, these are the people that he's chosen to deliver. The, the, the reason why we have the gospel today is because of this, this chosen people, this group of people. They're called the Israelites. He's talking to them. He's saying, hey, guys, I'm going to bail you out. You're, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to have a better year. The best is yet to come. If you're not dead, God's not done. Like, it's you're going to, all things that we see every week, you're going to get through it. You're going to make it to 2019 because I'm going to help you get through it, okay? Are you prepared for that? Because I'm, I'm going to prepare. He goes, hey, you guys are in a, in a battle. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a physical battle. It's also a spiritual battle. But I'm going to help you guys get through what you're going through. If that's not encouraging enough for you tonight, it's going to get better. He goes, I'm going to encourage you guys. I'm going to build up an army, and we're going to beat those guys. He goes, I am the Lord, your holy one. Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters. When I was reading this in my Bible, in, in my study Bible, I circled all the times in my Bible. If you're okay with that, you, you may not be, but I circled all the I am's. The Bible says that God, one of the names for God is the word I am. And so it's important if you want, if you're okay with circling your Bible, the word I am is a, it's, it's one of the names of God. But he says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. And, and this, this song that we sang today, a lot of this stuff comes from the scriptures, from the God's word, but it also comes from this story of the children of Israel, God doing it again. And there's a time in the scripture um, where, 
way many chapters back where, where there was a couple of guys in the Bible that God used to do incredible things. He was leading this, this nation of Israel, and God did some incredible, there, incredible things. There was, a, there was a season of life where they were at battle, and, and, and God said, or one of God's uh, chosen um, people, um, Joshua, says, hey, God, can you, can you stop the sun from moving? We need, like, one more day. Like, their battle plan was if you can give us daylight for 24 more hours, then we can defeat them. And God, the Bible, the Bible records that the God actually made the sun stand still for, tw- for, for another day. Could you imagine that today? And I believe this. This is why we speak so boldly. That's why we believe that God can do incredible things. Because we believe that God can still make the sun stand still today. We just believe it. Because it wasn't their prayers. It was the God that heard the prayers. Does that make sense? It wasn't their prayer. It wasn't that because those guys had greater faith and, and, and they may have had greater faith. It wasn't because those guys had a better special intuition with God. It was the same God that made the sun stand still, the same God that's here today. The God has not changed. God does not change. He's been the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's impossible for him to change. So they're saying, hey, God's saying, hey, I'm going to take care of you guys. The Bible says in the next verse 17, I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. And I drew them beneath the waters, and they drowned. There was a time in the, in the time in the scripture where Jesus is moving this big group of people. It's millions of people. God is moving through this guy named Moses and, and, and Joshua. And these leaders that are going before, have gone way before us, they're leading them, and they can't beat these guys. They're getting their bottoms kicked. Like, they are, like, they're getting, they're getting beat up really, really bad in, in this game. They're losing bad. Their they're, 2017 did not go well. And they're getting beat, and they're getting beat, and they're getting beat. And God devised this plan. He says, hey, guys, I want you to go through the Red Sea, and there are people are going to follow you. So Jesus stopped the, God stopped the Red Sea on the, on the north end for the water was flowing south. He stopped the river for them, the Red Sea, for them to go across. And as soon as they got across, the, these people came behind them, these Egyptians chasing them. They got there, and as soon as they got there, God let go of the water, and the water came through and killed all of them. It's an awesome kid's story in kid's church, you know. God murdered thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon people. It's awesome. I love this church, you know. Like, how can God be loving, but he killed all his people? The Bible tells us that God loves his children, and he'll protect his children. And so as soon as they got across the water, God let go of this, this, this supernatural stop of the water, and it came through and wiped these people out and killed them just like that. God says, I'm going to do something like that again. I'm going to do something incredible again. I'm going to do something immeasurably more Again, I'm going to use you in a way that I've never, ever done it. Again, I'm going, to do a, I'm going to do something else incredible. The Bible says in verse 16, but forget all that. Now, that's hard to forget. God's like, I took care of you. I took care of you. I took care of you. I got your back. I got your back. I got your back. Be, in spite of all the times the children of Israel failed God, he never failed them. All the times they turned their back on him, he never failed them. They wanted to go back, and they were, in, they were in slavery for many, many years. They wanted to go back in slavery. You want to know why they want to go back in slavery? Because they had Chick-fil-A. Not really. But they had really good food. That's why they wanted to go back in. Could you imagine being in slavery, being tied up, being there, they're beating these guys, they're making them build these, these temples, and they wanted to go back into slavery because at least when they were in slaves, they had better food. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss out on God because there's better food. I don't want to miss out on God because of a, a temporary relationship that's going to last here on earth. I don't want to miss out on, <clears throat> I don't want to miss out on God because, I, I, I don't want to miss out on God because I wanted a little bit more extra money. I don't want to miss out on God for nothing. I don't want there to be anything in my life that's going to make me miss out on God. But God's like, hey, all the times I showed up, forget that. Now that's a, that's, that's a bad ending. That doesn't preach really well, well, really well. 
but there's more to the story. It's not over yet. Let me keep on reading to you. The Bible says this, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. Like in case it wasn't good enough, it's gonna get better. In case you like that and you thought that was incredible, watch what I'm about to do. Now, I don't know about you, but if God says, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, stop, I'm gonna stop an army from beating you guys up by using a, a, a Red Sea to come through and wipe them out, I'm good. I've learned enough. God, you're good. We're cool. You're good. You're incredible. You're invincible. I'm good with that. And God's like, no, no, I'm gonna do something better. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm in the middle of a, of, of a situation, I'm in a battle, and, and I ask God to stop the sun, I mean, you, if, this should blow your mind unless you've stopped the sun before. None of you guys have ever stopped the sun before. You've never seen the sun stop before. But he says, hey, I'm gonna, I've seen the sun stop, and God's like, forget about that too. Well, God, how can we forget about that? They may be asking that question. And here's what he says in verse 19. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun it. Do you not see it? I'm gonna make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Verse 20, the wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and the owls too, for I'm gonna be giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make the rivers in the dry wasteland uh, so my chosen people can be refreshed. I want to go back up to verse 19 one more time. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun it. Do you see it? I'm going to make the pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I've been listening to this, this verse. I've been reading this verse and looking at different translations. I've been studying this one verse. And, and I hear so many people get up there and preach this verse. And they say, God's going to do a new thing. God's going to do a new thing. God's going to do a new thing. And we sign up for that because we do want God to do a new thing. Or we sit back and we're like, I don't think he can do something new in my life. I don't think he can do something incredible in my life. So I'm not exactly sure. But I, as I keep on reading, there's something super important that I, that I wrote down that I think it's important to get from this scripture, the Bible says in this past scripture, I'm gonna make pathway through the wilderness. And so what I, when I was reading that, I'm like, God, why did you put that in there? And the reason why God put that in there is because of this, that some of you guys in here today, you're in the wilderness. You're like, bro, that's my life. It's been the last three months. It's been the last year of my life. I am in the wilderness and I cannot even see straight. Is it possible to do a new, it's easy for, it's, cause it's easy for us to believe that God can do something great when things are already going good. But to believe that God can do something great when we're in the wilderness, that speaks to something else. I think most people in America today, they're living a wilderness experience. They're in a holding pattern. It's, it could be worse. It could be a lot better. But they are just in the wilderness. And they won't do the things. They won't, they won't make the steps. They won't make the changes to get out of the wilderness. So they just sit there. Or maybe they don't know the steps to take. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to, so they're in the wilderness. But I want you to know today, if you're in the wilderness, I want you to know you're not in bad company. There's a lot of people that are there. God sees people in the wilderness, and he meets them in the wilderness. And he wants you to know if that's where you're at today, he can do a new thing. All things can actually become, become new. He can do some new things in your life. Maybe in here today, you're like, I'm not in the wilderness, but I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Yesterday, Ryan and I ran a, a, the Disney half marathon, and I was getting thirsty. Thirsty for a break. <laughs> thirsty to be done with it. 
And we'd hit those water, water drinks, those, those water, those water uh, stops, and I would hit that water and hit the power rate, and you get a little bit further. When you get to about mountain nine or ten, they know you're, you're basically pretty much depleted, and they're giving, these, giving you these, these jelly beans. And you pop those jelly beans, and you chase it with some water because it makes your, 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 your mouth kind of good. But maybe you're in a season of life where you're like, man, things aren't, I'm not in the wilderness situation. It's not that bad, but I'm just thirsty. Like, I just want to, Wes, I don't need to get out of the wilderness. I just want God to do just like a, if he can just do a little bit more of a new thing, like I don't need like a miracle, Wes. I just need like a, like a little thing. Like I just need this, there's just one thing in my life I wish he, if I could just tweak this one thing and I, that would be good. I think most people are always missing out by just one thing. It's always just one thing. Mary and Martha, Jesus comes to their house. Martha's in the kitchen and she's like, yo, Jesus, can you tell Mary to help me out? Why, why ain't homegirl, why ain't she help me cook and cook this, this, this chicken? Hook, I'm getting hungry. It's, it's almost time for lunch. But he's like, hey, how come, he's not, how come she's not helping me out? And Jesus looked at Martha and he goes, Martha, you missed it by one thing. It's just one thing, Martha. And she chose the right thing. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to miss Jesus because I chose something temporary. If you're in a wilderness or if you're thirsty, I want you to know that God can do something new in your life. I don't care who you are, how good it is, how bad it is, God can do something new in your life. I wrote down this, and I think it's important for us to write this down also, is I think God has the power and the desire to do new things. God has the power and he has a desire to do new things. We have to pair those together because I think some of you guys are like, man, I don't even think God has the power. He's got the power. He has all the power. He's, the Bible says he's the all-sufficient one. God can do all things. There's nothing that God cannot do. And there's nothing, the Bible says he's all-powerful or omnipotent is the word that we use. And he's omnipresent and he's omniscient. He knows all things. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere. The Bible lets us know that God has the power and the desire to do new things. And the Bible says, hey, guys, I've done it before. I had the power before. I got the power again. I'm going to do something new in your life. I don't have to part the water again because I'm going to do something different something better, something new. If you're walking in the wilderness, if you're thirsty for something different, I want you to know in here today that God has the power and he has the desire to do new things. But I can I tell you this? You have to believe that. You have to believe that. I went and saw one of my friends the, the other day and I said, hey, I want you to know that you're gonna make it. You're, you're gonna make it. I saw another friend of mine in here today. I said, hey, you're, you're gonna make it. Things are gonna... You're going to get through because I believe that. And the way I believe it is I've seen God do it before. I've seen God do it over and over and over again. He's going to do it in your life. He's done it in other people's life. He has a desire to do it, and he also has the power to do it. But I believe this also. If you want God to do a new thing, you need a new prayer. If you want God to do a, a, a new thing, you need a new you need a new prayer. I have thoroughly enjoyed our 21 days of prayer, and we're only seven days into it. I've enjoyed the fast. I'm fasting one of the things I love the most. And for seven days, I haven't been there. Uh, when I walk off the stage here today, I'm going to get on, a, on an airplane. And I'm going to be on the airplane for 14 hours to, to Dubai, and then another three or four, five more hours to Nairobi, Kenya. And I believe this. I've enjoyed praying. I've enjoyed believing God for incredible things. I love all. I know he's doing things. But I've enjoyed the 21 days of prayer because I'm praying for a lot, of, a lot of things, there's a lot of things I'm asking God to do things, but I realize this, that God in the last seven days, he's changed my prayer. 
I, I've seen God do some incredible things. I was thinking about it the, the other day that we've, I, was, I told our team here today, and we, we have 100 people that help us make this church happen. 100 people. It takes 30, when we go to two services in, in just two weeks, it's going to take 30 people just to high five and hug people and, and, and handshake people. It t- it takes, it's going to take 30 people, 15 in the first service, 15 in the second service. And, it, and it's incredible. And we had a team, when we started this church, our team had 13, uh, our team had about 40 people on it. We've gained a few, lost a few, but that team grew from 40 to about 80. And this past weekend, we've trained, kind of brought along 100. We have 100 people on our dream team that make our church what it, what it is. And I was sitting here and sitting I was thinking, man, I, think, I can't believe that God did that. I can't believe that God did that. But you know what I believe even more? I, I'm already, I've already seen... I believe I've already seen what God's going to do on the 21st and the rest of this year. I believe I've seen some glimpses of that. And I just believe this. I don't ever want to settle with what God did last year. I remember when we had our first 100 people say, I'm like, God, I don't want to see 100 people saved. I want to see this whole entire city saved. Well, that's 40 plus thousand people, so we got to keep on going. So I remember when we got to 100, we saw 100 people saved. I remember when we passed 200 people coming to know Christ as their Savior. But, but I can I tell you this? I want God to do it again. It's easy to double 100 in a year. It's easy to go from 100 to 200. It's hard to go from 200 to 400. <laughs> but I'd be okay if this year we saw 200 more people give their life to Christ. I want, God to do a, I want God to do a new thing. He wants to do a new thing. But I think it's going to be contingent, not contingent. I think at some point in our life we're going to have to start praying a new prayer. You know, I believe this about prayer. Prayer takes your eyes off of you and it places them on God. Prayer takes your eyes off of you and it places them on God. You see, when you're not praying... You're just talking to yourself. You're taking care of numero uno. You're taking care of myself, just making sure me and, and I'm good. And, and when, when you don't pray or when you don't pray a new prayer, then you're basically saying, God, I don't know if you can do anything new again, so I'm not asking you to do anything new, God. And so you just do what you did last year. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't, if God can do new things, I don't want the same thing as last year. I don't want that. I remember when we did our, our first um, I Love My Church offering, I remember it was, it was X amount of dollars, and, and, and this year we, were, it, 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 we, it, we multiplied it times eight. And I just could not believe that God did a new thing. I was out to lunch this week with a guy, and I've had some people come to me and bless me. I was telling Randy this week, but I, I've had people bless me before, and I thought, man, this is incredible that, that, God, would, that, that God would bless me. I had people take me to dinner, and I, I, like, I like dinner. I, I like dinner. Dinner's good. I've had people take me to steakhouse. I've had people take me to Longhorn. I've had people take me to Outback. I like getting a steak, but this week I had a friend call me and say, hey, we're going to, Brad and Lexa, we're going to take you to Morton's. I didn't know what that meant. When I got there, I did. Any place you got to put on nice clothes, I'm down with. And I had that steak, and I was like, man, this steak is good, but what was better than the steak was the, it was the au gratin potatoes that they had. Man. And not only that, the server, the, the, the guy that was explaining the menu, it, it took him 15 minutes. I was like, bro, you got to shut up. I'm sold. I just want a steak. But can I tell you what? I, I remember when I, when I was young, a hamburger growing up was like steak. We couldn't even afford steak, Dad. My dad gave us Spam and called it steak. He just put some steak sauce on there, and it looked like steak. I'm like, my dad's like, here you go, Spam. Hope you like it. That's steak. I'm like, as my dad said it was, it was steak. Can I tell you what? I've had some, I, I, like, I, I like Spam, but I, I, like the, I like the real steak. And I like the filet that I had the other day. But I, I'll tell you this. I want God to do something, something new. God can do new things. I, and so I, I went out this week, this, out, to, out to eat with this guy this week and goes, hey, I, w- I want to bless you. And he just handed this, check up to, handed this check to me and said, man, this is, this is for you guys. And I was so excited. I was so excited about that. I was like, man, this is incredible. And so I get in my car and I looked at the check and I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't just one check. It was two checks. 
And what's crazy about that is this, and, I'm, and, and the amount doesn't really, really matter, but what I, what I know is, remember I told you guys a few weeks ago that I, I got to write my biggest check ever to the church last, for the, for the I love my church offering. It was double what I gave, what I gave for 2017. It was double what I gave in 2016 for the I love my church offering. Well, I was so excited about that. I'm like, man, I got to write the biggest check I've ever wrote. And well, I got this gift the other day from this guy and my mind was blown. I said, Diana, Diana said to me, how much do you want to give on that? Do you want to give this or do you want to give this? And I don't remember exactly um, how the conversation went, but basically I chose the second biggest number. I took the, I chose the big number. And I was able, what I gave two weeks prior, I was able to double that two weeks later. So I got to write my second biggest check within about two weeks from the time I wrote my, my first picture. So they're doubling. You know what I know? That's, none of that's mine. So of course I wanna give it back. Of course I wanna give it to the church so I can reach more, so we can reach more people, so we can buy more chairs, so we can make sure the 2003 Ford F-250 keeps on running. Of course I wanna, of course I wanna give it. I had a guy message me last night. He goes, I, I have forgotten to give for all of 2017. You know, I was like, give it in one check. Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. I said, bro, I said, do you need to make me, do you need help? Like, is that going to mess you up with your taxes? He goes, no, I don't, I don't worry. He goes, I just realized I haven't given to the church all year long. I thought I was on this automatic deal. And he's like, I, I'm going to make that right. Don't worry about that. He said, because I want to make sure I'm, because I believe in what y'all are doing. He goes, I know those dollars are reaching a lot of people. He goes, I want to, I want to, I want to make, I'm, he goes, I'm going to make up for all that. And I was like, how much are you making up for it? No, I didn't say Because I don't care. Because you know what I know? I don't know what he gives, but I know this. God's going to take care of us. But I love writing that, that, that check this week. I, I love that. Because God can do something new. And I'm not stupid enough to believe this, that God's, not, that God's done. I don't believe that he is. I believe he's going to continue to keep on going. So I, I want to give you two things today. The fastest two things two points ever for some of you guys in here today if you're going to start praying you got to pray a new prayer write a, write a new prayer today start writing a new prayer oh I want to I want to honor somebody really quick um, Cole um, I met Matt and Witt a long time ago it's, now it's just a long time ago it was less than a year but it's a long time to me it feels like an attorney and, um, and, and Matt runs a ski school Cole is a, is a skier too and Cole is a, um, and Cole's a skier and he's a ski instructor. And today he has this, this, he's some friends with him today. Cole's new to our church. Cole hasn't gone through next steps yet, but he signed up for, signed up, signed up for deep, uh, dream team training. And he's like, I'm gonna help. I'm not even signed up, but I'm gonna help anywhere else. But the, he has a friends with him today and she came up to me. She goes, you look just like my, my cousin or nephew. I can't remember exactly what you said, but what blew my mind was this, that she said this. Cole introduced them to me. And you know who they are? They were his Sunday school teacher. Cole's mid-20s. 20-something years ago, they were his Sunday school teacher. And you know what I know about that? That doesn't make a whole lot of impact to a lot of you guys in here today, but they've been faithfully doing that. They had no idea how Cole would turn out, would turn up, how he's been, or how he's turn up and turn out. Those are two different things. But they never knew how Cole was going to turn out. But you know what I know? That he's here today. You know what I believe about them? I believe they prayed for Cole every time they saw him. He probably needed lots of help. But I... Maybe, I don't know. He's a good, awesome, awesome guy. I just found out that he was dating someone. I was going to let you know. He, he, before I found that out, he was like the most eligible bachelor at the church at some point. But anyways, he's dating somebody. However, she lives in England, so I'm just saying, just saying. I believe this. you got to pray a new prayer. 
what I love about the 21 days of prayer that we've been praying through is that those prayers don't have a whole lot to do with me. One week we're praying for our, one day we're praying for our dream team. One day we're praying for people that are coming that haven't even been here yet. We're praying for, we're praying for our children one day. We're praying for, and there's 21 days that we're praying for completing everything. You got to pray a new prayer. What I know about this, when you start praying a new prayer, you have to think of things to pray about. And they're not all about you. But you got to pray a, a new prayer. Here's the same thing. You got to pray a big prayer. You better stop asking God for little things and start asking him for some, for some bigger things. Because we don't serve a little God, we serve a big God. I got a text this morning and, it, and, um, and, I, and I started thinking about the, the, the message and I was, and I, and I realized God, God woke me up for whatever and he said, make sure you let them know, Wes, don't let them see you pray a prayer. They got to pray a big prayer because the reason why we can pray a big prayer is because we got a big God. If we had a small God, we've got to pray small prayers. But we, if we had a medium God, we would have to pray medium prayers. But we got a big God, so we better get your prayers a lot bigger than what we're asking for. You know what I thought about a big prayer is this, that some of you guys are praying that God will give you a new car. Instead of praying and asking God for a new car, or you're praying for this object, why don't you start praying bigger? And the prayer that's bigger says this, God, help me to appreciate what I do have. And when we appreciate what we do have, then we pray, God, let me use what I do have to help more people, God. God, would you allow me to use what I have to help more people? Then you, you'll start seeing that God can do immeasurably more. I don't think people come to me and start handing me gifts and, and, or help me or, and help do what I do because they think I'm going to keep it. I think they know now, by now, for two years or for a year or for three months, they know I'm going to spit it out and there's going to be great return on investment. So they were just using me as a conduit. And I'll be honest with you, I don't mind being a conduit for someone to, be, to, to bless other people. It just makes sense to me. Maybe in here you're praying for a relationship. You're praying that God would bring you a relationship. Can I give you something bigger to pray for? Why don't you pray that you'll be the kind of, you, that you would be a relationship that somebody else is praying for? Follow that? Oh, I wish everybody would just da -da 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 -da. Why don't you pray that God would let you be around some people that you can encourage, that you can pour into them? I was with a friend of mine today, and I said, hey, I was with a friend of mine this week I, that I was buying the tickets for, um, for, the, for the race this week, and she goes, I, she wasn't there, but she said, but another, I walked into this salon, and, and this girl said, hey, are you, are you so-and-so's pastor? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm so-and-so's pastor. And uh, so-and-so walked in, I said, hey, I said, I met your friend, Kate, I think that's her name, I met Kate, and, she's in, in the, in the, and the girl said to me, she goes, I'm inviting everybody. She goes, my whole entire life, I've been the person that everybody's been inviting to church. She goes, but now I'm gonna start being the person that are inviting people to church. Because God's doing a new thing in our life. And God wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants to do immeasurably more, but make sure it's big. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe you're praying for a new job. Why don't you pray that God would give you a greater perspective? Maybe instead of seeing your job as a job, maybe you say, God, help me to see my job as a mission field. Let's pray him big, church. Let's pray him big. Let's pray him new. And I believe that God's going to do whatever he wants to do. He'll do it over and over and over again. Isaiah chapter 43, I just want to read to you one more time because it's the most important thing I got for you today. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. I'm about to do something new. I'm already, I'm, and he says, I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it. If we start praying a big prayer, start praying a new prayer, we'll actually see what he's already been doing. And he'll do it over and over and over again. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I want to end our time with a time of prayer. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you time right now. I'm not going to do any these long prayers that, that you're used to me doing and it may take a long time. But I'm just going to, I, I, I want to get off the stage. I want to give you a time to write a new prayer to God today. 
And I believe this, if you leave here today with a new prayer, I believe this, if you leave here today with a new prayer and a big prayer, then I believe you'll start seeing what God already has been doing.